ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Welcome to August. It's Leo season, fire sign, Leo season rising. It is a little more than halfway through the year, and we're almost halfway through Q3. Lots going on. It is the uh, second half of the year in a normal purchase market where we have seasonal trends. July is typically not a great month. August is generally a little bit better. Um, we are seeing interest rates improving in the last 45 days since the 10-year peaked at 348. Gosh, I guess it was June 12th or June 13th. We've been seeing it come down to under 260, about 258 today um, at one point. And interest rates, note rates, have improved by about 1%. So that will, you know, help the uh, mortgage and uh, real estate industries, making homes just a little bit more affordable. Uh, we'll talk about affordability in housing and things going on in D.C. But do we have stagflation? Do we have a stagnant or receding economy uh, with high inflation, persistently high inflation or rising inflation? Should Fannie, Freddie, Ginny, the oil companies and the home builders be treated like utilities? We'll talk about these things. But first... Let's give President Biden some credit for something he said today. You may have seen that there was an airstrike that he uh, gave the green light last week. It happened this past Saturday that um, al-Zawahiri, who was the second in command uh, behind Osama bin Laden for, uh, you know, responsible for thousands of American deaths, he was taken out. So, uh, you know, here we are, 9-11, gosh, almost 21 years later. Um, not so lucky 21 for al-Zawahiri. And the quote that uh, President Biden said today, he said, uh, no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you hurt the American people, the United States will find you and take you out. So I thought that was uh, pretty powerful and pretty awesome. One of the best things I've heard from our president. And um, to quote one outlaw to another in the name of Curly Bill Brocious, for those that are Tombstone fans, well... Bye. So no law of loss for that guy. And by the way, that quote could have been the Fed talking about trying to take out inflation because they were on the war path themselves. Um, you know, we had our meeting last week with the Federal Open Market Committee basically saying that um, they are still steadfast in their resolve to get rid of inflation and raising the Fed funds rate by 75 basis points. And so um, at the expense of bringing down the economy, slowing the economy, and even um, hurting job growth and raising unemployment. So, you know, we have a tight labor market, and we're about to find out on Friday from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the July jobs report, which is really the second half of June and the first half of July job growth. Should there be over 250,000 jobs created, uh, maybe around 300,000 uh, you know, who knows what that number is going to be. We're going to find out on Friday. But what will also be interesting is every month we've been getting revisions to the prior reports. So we're not just getting information um, that's, you know, for July, but we're also getting, you know, data that kind of makes its way in through all these surveys and all this information um, from prior reports. So um, do we still have 
you know, 11 million plus job openings to we still have a tight labor market. You know, uh, the ability for people to go out and find a jobs with 11 million job openings out there um, does exacerbate inflation because you've got this wage price um, inflation spiral. But as the Fed raises the Fed funds rates and makes things more expensive, like getting a mortgage, um, it does tend to curb demand. Now, we talk a lot about uh, consumer demand in the United States of America uh, being a huge component of gross domestic, domestic product. 70% of GDP is consumer demand. Of that consumer demand, 75% of it is spent on services. So if the consumer is still spending, and uh, there's like $2 trillion in savings in our consumer balance sheets, um, even though, you know, there's little cracks there, you know, you've got some months where maybe it's slowing a little here and there, or maybe sentiment um, is negative, um, maybe credit card uh, debt is increasing, but there's still tons of consumer spending on services, which a lot of our jobs are services. A lot of the jobs openings are services, um, restaurant, hospitality, leisure, you know, so um, is it, are we seeing uh, cracks in there? Has the Fed done their job yet? Now, remember the Fed funds rate being um, increased by the Federal Open Market Committee um, tends to have a lagging effect on things like curbing demand for those things and job, um, you know, destruction, um, unemployment rising is a lagging indicator. So it could take, you know, three, six, 12 months for us to see the effects of these Fed funds rates on some of these data points. But we'll be watching Friday for that one coming out. Are we in a recession or not? Like, I don't know. You know, it used to be uh, two months of negative GDP, prints in a row, boom, recession, no matter what. That's it. But there's all this debate on what a recession is. And uh, there's this, you know, uh, National Bureau of Economic Research, the NBER, that nobody ever talked about really um, until now, because now we're trying to say that we don't possibly actually have a recession. Um, I read a definition um, of the recession was um, it's not a recession unless it comes from the recede uh, region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling economic collapse. For those of you that know the difference between champagne and sparkling wine, I thought that was creative. But the NBER um, is looking at data and they may not determine whether we're in a recession right now for up to another year, um, you know. Apparently, we don't know whether we're in a recession right now or not uh, because it is unclear. It's not just black and white. It's not just two negative GDP prints in a row. And the reason why it's unclear, it's not just because we have such a tight labor market. I mean, that's kind of one of those things. We have good consumer demand, good consumer spending. Um, we're seeing some cracks. We're seeing slowing uh, capital expenditure by businesses. We're seeing um, some increase in the weekly jobless claims. I mean, even though numbers like 250000 Weekly jobless claims it is up about fifty percent, um, you know, uh, you know, from um, its its trough. So we're seeing some weakening in these signs. But the big thing, and our good friend Elliot Eisenberg, the bowtie economist, he uh, has a great way of succinctly putting why the the negative GDP prints um, are being questioned if we're actually in a recession. Because something I mentioned when the first GD, uh, quarter GDP number came out, that it was mostly due to inventories. And what does that mean? You know, um, I'll explain it the way Elliot Eisenberg said it. After contracting at an annualized rate of 1.6% in, uh, in Q1, GDP shrank in Q2 by 0.9%.
The reason inventories reduced the Q2 GDP by two points. Similarly, net exports boosted GDP by 1.43 points after reducing it by 3.23 points in Q1. So these extraordinary large swings are due to COVID-induced temporary changes in consumer spending patterns that have reversed. This is a weakened economy that's not in recession yet. So you heard it from the Bowtie Economist, although you've heard from a million other economists that we are in recession. So we're at this big inflection point of, of uh, you know, economic growth slowing and job growth being good and the Fed raising fund rates and are we in a recession and what's the data point going to see? Well, before uh, the next federal open uh, market committee meeting by the Fed, which is in September, there's going to be two more readings of inflation plus um, this jobs report. So we shall see. Uh, and by the way, if you're wondering what it takes to be on the uh, National Bureau of Economic Research, there's like, um, you know, 70 fellows and research uh, people that have to be uh, uh, working in a major faculty at a university uh, or college in America. I went down this rabbit hole and I realized it was 1 a.m. and I had to get out of it. Uh, but I was a little bit biased to my home state of Texas. I saw University of Texas, Baylor, and Rice all had themselves representatives there from the universities. Okay, what's going on in D.C.? Julia Gordon, recently named FHA commissioner, um, longtime industry veteran. She could be in control, potentially, of lowering the FHA um, insurance, the monthly insurance premium. Now, that would make FHA loans less expensive. Uh, we're already at about a 4.5% rate right now on FHA loans. Imagine if rates continue to go down and the monthly payment goes down because they have so much money in the reserves that they get it done. Please, Mortgage Banker Association, please lobby and make that happen. And by the way, the CHIPS bill passed last week. There will be subsidies for uh, semiconductor companies, just like there were no subsidies or bailouts for the home builders and all this uh, you know, bureaucracy to make it harder to build homes. There's only two home builders that make 53% of all Single-family residences. I'm not sure how this stuff's going to work, but we're watching. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Torrey Pines. We have sunset, and I thought I'd get it to you. Here we go. I know. It's just a little sliver. Um, I just drove in from our office in Corona. I'm on... <clears throat> Three hours of sleep, no surprise there. And um, I was invited to the Housing Renaissance Conference, and it is uh, about two days. And, um, you know, sometimes I just have to pinch myself. I get invited to some things, and I had to pay. Um, but I get invited to these things where um, there's some pretty impressive people here that, um, that I look up to. And then um, there's a lot of people that I've just met for the first time, and um, actually uh, learning quite a bit. So, you know, uh, for those that are familiar with NAREP, Gary Acosta is here and NAREP just um, hosted our um, the opening reception that's back there somewhere on the lawn. And um, it's in this gorgeous area. Just let me give you one more little piece of scenery while we still have some sunset. So for those that don't know, Torrey Pines is like kind of near Del Mar. And, you know, San Diego really is, is where it is. Um, we've got the moon. 
and the Sun. And this is Torrey Pines South, the U.S. Open, for those that are golfers, was here last year. Um, this is the South Course, <clears throat> North Course over there. Um, I'm here through Saturday, so I know, I know, KP, you're on the road at some place. Yes, I'm sacrificing my Saturday with my family away to be at a work trip. But um, this is basically um, a dialogue, a discussion um, of uh, people who were very experienced. Um, never met Bob Walters before. He's the CEO of Rocket Mortgage. He's over there. Um, <clears throat> obviously, NARREP is here hosting. Jim Park, uh, you know, he's the uh, president of uh, the Mortgage Collaborative, um, one of the founders, he and uh, Rich Swarovski. And uh, Jim invited me to come be here, and he's here. So I'm not trying to talk about a who's who. I guess my point is there are people here that are um, trying to be better at lending. And so um, I know that we're all grinding it out, trying to be, you know, get loans and um, rates have gotten a little high and it's been um, a little more challenging this year than in the past. But you can't, just because things are challenging, you can't ignore some of the broader challenges and um, look, I'm from Texas, you know, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative and I'm socially moderate. And I think that you can be, um, you can be that in this industry and still talk about, you know, um, getting more people into homeowner, uh, homes, you know, getting home ownership levels up, helping the underserved and, um, you know, finding markets that you haven't been in before, um, you know, whether through, you know, a CDFI, um, or down payment assistance program, or um, talk about you know, um, you know, homeownership and racial equity issues. You know, you can talk about that stuff. It's okay. It doesn't have to be a political football. Having effective policy in housing opens more doors, and if you open more doors for people that may not necessarily look like you, that's better for all of us. We want more homeowners in America. You're more likely to vote. You're more likely to graduate high school. There's less crime. If you're a homeowner and you can get into a house because you have some kind of policy or, uh, you know, intent and you're intentional about your actions to help others, which is just a good thing to do as a human being, um, that's, that makes our country stronger and we're the best country in the world. And I know it doesn't feel like it when, you know, the news is talking about recession, um, you know, but um, I, I read a really interesting article. One of my subscription services, um, Empire, um, this guy Enrique Abeda, he um, he helped advise um, hedge funds and billionaires and manage their money. And now he has a service. And I subscribed to his service. And he said something today. Um, someone just teed off. I guess they're still teeing off here at sunset. Um, I don't know what rate that is. Um, <clears throat> but he said something that, you know, Everyone keeps talking about us being in a recession because we have two negative GDP quarters in a row. But if you zoom out and you look at it year over year, where we've gone up to and then have come down for two quarters, we're still positive growth. We're still positive growth with a tight labor market. The jobless claims numbers came out today. It wasn't all that bad, you know. You know, 6,000 more jobless claims than the last one on a weekly basis. Um, so no cracks in the dam yet for employment. I mean, there's some things, but generally the consumers are pretty strong and the economy, although it's, you know, recessed a little and has gone uh, negative GDP two quarters in a row, um, a lot of it has to do with inventory. And um, I, I went over it in my last video. So if you want to, you know, go rehash that, you can do that. Um, so are we going to have a soft landing? I don't know. Um, inflation 
is high um, and it is higher uh, cost of goods. You know, consumers are paying more, but they're still paying. So they're still paying for expensive gas, which has come down. They're still paying for expensive copper. Remember Dr. Copper, but that's come down 25%. They're still paying for expensive lumber, uh, but that's come down, especially from its peak a year ago um, in May of 21. And so people are still paying for these expensive goods. And so it may not necessarily be creating more wealth or savings, um, but they're still paying because they can because they haven't lost their job yet. And uh, on that note, tomorrow morning is a huge uh, July jobs report coming out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So uh, we shall see. Um, are there any more cracks in the dam? In the meantime, all we can do is just keep working loan by loan, calling every borrower we've ever served, um, asking them if there's anyone they know, putting yourself out on social media, getting as many touches as you can, and trying to create value and teach financial literacy every day. I'll get back to you next week. Have a great weekend. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.